Hello everyone. Welcome to 360 on History. Please check out the website 360onhistory.com. Check out our YouTube channel 360 on History and join us on social media. I love the internet. As a child of generation X, I had to rely extensively on libraries and books for any research that I might want to do until fortuitously the internet arrived and I was and still am able to find answers to all my questions of life, death and the universe online. This has been a great thing even though it has been accompanied by social media and our obsessive desire to leave none of our narcissistic tendencies overlooked. The increase in our digital use during and post pandemic has meant that we have transferred many of our high carbon emitting activities to slightly lower ones using zoom instead of our cars for meetings flying less for conferences reading our books online instead of contributing to forest depletion and excessive water use by reading paperbacks even sending emails instead of letters all use less carbon so our digital carbon footprint is lower but what does a digital carbon footprint mean even though there is less carbon being emitted when we surf the internet post on social media and send emails that is not to say that no carbon is being emitted from the manufacture end use and the end of the product's life all our electronic devices use energy in some form or the other and this has an impact on earth's climate and environment especially when the sources of energy are from fossil fuels all of this impact is our digital carbon footprint the extraction of material from the ground to make phones and laptops further contribute to the degradation of ecosystems and the environment our digital carbon footprint is the amount of emissions released due to digital technology electricity is used to power our devices and also to keep the internet running buildings are required to house the hardware data from computer networks cloud services and digital applications all of which need energy the it sector already uses an estimated 7% of global electricity according to greenpeace and this is projected to increase to 20% of all electricity produced in the future digital technologies now contribute 5.5% of the world's carbon emissions likely to double by 2025 according to the shift project digital energy consumption rises by around 9% every year then there is the impact of your own website which while not as humongous as other as other sources of carbon emissions is still something to consider especially as more and more of us spend more time on the internet for business and pleasure not only this our collective thank you emails are adding to climate change by 16433 tons of carbon a year these are the emails you send when you just want to say thank you in response to another email so how do we produ- produce the digital carbon footprint well we'll start with resource mining we need met- metals and minerals 
to manufacture our digital devices and fiber optics cables. We have already started hearing about the environmental impact and carbon footprint of lithium, cobalt, nickel, manganese and graphite, metals used to power batteries used in electric vehicles and our digital instruments. There is also resource mining to make new fiber, fiber optics cables that are needed to connect us digitally. Extraction of these materials is not only harmful to ecosystems and biodiversity, it also contributes to climate change. And then there is device manufacture. It all starts with the manufacturing process for our digital instruments and the cables we use during which a lot of carbon is emitted. Even now, as we move towards using renewable energy, we have still not completely given up on using hydrocarbons. Till we do that, the manufacturing processes of our digital devices will continue to contribute to climate change. Then we have the buildings for the huge data centers we need to house servers for websites and cloud storage all of which use a prodigious amount of energy. Data centers process, store and communicate all of the data behind the digital services we use, from social media to even scientific computing. According to certain estimates, the existing 500,000 or so data centers alone consume 1% of global energy demand. Over 400 of these data centers are hyperscale, often the size of villages, such as those used by Amazon, Apple, Google, and Microsoft. Furthermore, global cloud computing and storage is becoming more and more popular and, according to Greenpeace, uses more energy than all of Germany. With more and more businesses finding a home online, and most of us buying and selling from our digital devices, a consumer data analytics industry has burgeoned. This is the process of collecting and analyzing consumer data for advertising and even law enforcement surveillance that requires a large number of actors, including companies, government agencies, data brokers, and people searchers. Companies like Facebook or Google that allow you to use their websites for free are not actually free. They track your activities and use this to send you targeted advertisements. Others may actually sell your online activity or data to other advertisers. Such ad tracking uses a large amount of energy through the tools that are used as well as for data storage. To connect the world digitally, requires a global network of undersea cables and currently we have 1.4 million kilometers of such undersea cables according to telegeography contributing to over 90% of digital communication and commerce. They require resources to be mined for their manufacture and furthermore they disturb ocean ecosystems as they are laid across the seabed. This adds up to the digital carbon footprint and environmental degradation. Now, cryptocurrency such as Bitcoin and Ethereum is the latest buzzword that many of us know without understanding what it really is. Suffice it to say, 
the proof of work required for cryptocurrency and the associated mining consume a large amount of energy. There are different estimations of how much energy the blockchain and mining cryptocurrency uses, some of them equating to energy consumption of a nation. And finally, there is us. Our use of computers, tablets and phones to access the internet all requires energy consumption. And this indirectly contributes to carbon emissions. According to Statista, as of January 2023, there were 5.16 billion internet users worldwide, which is 64.4% of the global population. Of this total, 4.76 billion or 59.4% of the world's population were social media users. End quote. Users account for 55% of the IT industry's carbon footprint, while the manufacturing process accounts for the remaining 45%. We upload and stream videos online, which uses more energy than any other online activity. In fact, video accounts for 60% of the world's internet traffic, while streaming produces 300 million metric tons of CO2 each year. In fact, just Netflix accounts for 15% of global internet traffic using 451,000 megawatt hours of energy per year. Social media videos such as on TikTok and YouTube also account for 15% video streaming traffic together. In fact, video accounted for 66% of total internet volume in 2022. So, which companies have the largest footprint? Well, according to estimates, the companies with the largest footprint are the usual suspects. They include Amazon, Netflix, Twitter, Google, Facebook, and YouTube, all of which have huge amounts of daily energy consumption and emissions. So, how to reduce our digital carbon footprint? Well, the good news is that many of these big online companies have committed to the net zero goal, which was formulated as part of the UN 2015 Agreement on Climate, known as the Paris Agreement. This agreement aims to reach global carbon neutrality by 2050, which would require reducing our dependence on fossil fuels such as coal, oil and gas, as well as removing already emitted carbon from the atmosphere. To achieve this, the biggest digital companies have pledged to the net zero goal and have taken steps to achieve it. For example, Google has been carbon neutral since 2007 and all the others like Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Facebook and Netflix have also pledged to be carbon neutral or reduce their carbon impact in the next decade or so. Furthermore, almost 1400 individuals and companies, including Google, have signed the Sustainable Web Manifesto since 2019, committing themselves to create a greener and sustainable internet. So what can you do? Decreasing electricity use and using renewable energy is step one. Everything we do when using the internet from social media, music, emails, video streaming and even commerce use electricity, 
which is not always renewable. So, first of all, we should decrease how much we are online and decrease how much we use the web. According to Website Carbon, the average website produces 1.76 grams of CO2 equivalent per page view, which means that a site with 50,000 page views per month emits 1056 kilograms of CO2 equivalent annually. This is just the overall average. The more complex a website is, the more energy it needs to function. Website Carbon also tells us that each time you visit google.com, 0.09 grams of CO2 equivalent is released into the atmosphere. This is admittedly a lot less than many of our other activities. But as more and more users are added to the global digital community, it will add up. In the end, it is not a bad idea to curtail how much time we spend online. Not only is it good for the planet, but also for our mental health. Another step we can take is to switch over to a more climate-friendly energy supplier. This, however, is easier to do in developed countries. Developing country citizens do not have a lot of choice in energy suppliers. For your own website, use a hosting company that uses green energy. Many are moving in this direction and there are more choices out there. There are also ways to make the web page lighter because like we said, your website also contributes to climate change. Images are perhaps the largest contributors to the weight of the website. So moving from JPEG and PNG to lighter formats such as SVG is one way of decreasing that size. Optimizing tools are available that help you reduce your image size and other aspects of the website. And many of these are free. Make your video streaming climate friendly. So, shut off open tabs, turn off autoplay, avoid using video when you can do with audio. Decreasing video streaming is also important as video streaming uses prodigious amounts of energy. In fact, 80% of all data that is transferred through the internet is video data. You can also power down your computer when away for longer periods instead of leaving it in sleep mode. Close your browser when it is not being used, reduce the number of open tabs and use bookmarks to jump directly to your de desired page. Dim your monitor, if possible from 100% to 70% and use dark mode whenever you can. Be conscious of vampire power. These are plugged in but powered down devices or devices on standby mode which consume one-fourth of residential energy. Use a mobile for quick searches instead of your laptop because a smaller screen requires less electricity to power the display. Change your email habits. Unsubscribe from unused newsletters. Limit reply all and refrain from sending unnecessary emails. Turn off trackers and surveillance, use ad blockers, and also turn off location tracking if you do not need it. We have established that cloud services use a lot of energy, so reduce the amount of data you have on the cloud by cleaning it up. It is also a good idea to invest in an external hard drive for all of your backup data instead of the cloud. 
If you need to use the cloud, use Google, which consumes only around 0.013% of global energy because Google data centers are very efficient and use 50% less energy than typical data centers. Use Wi-Fi instead of mobile data whenever possible because Wi-Fi connections are more efficient and in fact, mobile networks are twice as energy intensive as Wi-Fi networks. This will save energy and your hard-earned cash. Remove unused apps from your devices and download some of the increasing numbers of green apps that are being developed for all kinds of activities and services, such as green food apps, travel apps, and recycling apps. And finally, do not be in a hurry to change IT equipment unless absolutely necessary and try to get equipment repaired instead of throwing it away. Global e-waste generation between 2010 and 2019 was 53.6 metric tons and undocumented global e-waste is estimated to be 44.3 metric tons. Only 17.4% of e-waste is collected and properly recycled. E-waste comprises 70% of our toxic waste because most of our electronic waste is burnt or sent to landfills. So, dispose of your devices properly. You can even resell them or return them to the company you originally bought them from. The internet is now part of our lives and there is no going back. Overall, our digital carbon footprint is much less than air travel and other activities like reading because physical books use a lot of energy and water. We need the internet for everything we do and thankfully it still consumes a lot less energy and contributes less to carbon emissions. We just need to keep in mind that it does use energy and as more and more of us start living our lives online and use the digital world for most things, energy use and emissions will only increase. We must keep this in mind and work towards ensuring that our digital carbon footprint is small. Thank you for joining me on 360 on History. See you next time.